Let's turn to Psalm chapter 27, and we're just going to read down through it. Before you pick that up, we're just going to read down through the whole chapter first, and then we'll, we'll start breaking it down um, into the verses and what I want to get into. Let's just start from the top. I'm reading uh, from what the New King James Version of the Bible. All right, so if you have a different version of the Bible, we'll get to the same place as well. All right. The Bible says in verse 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked coming against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumble and fail. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The Lord may rise against me. In this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Verse 5, For in the time of trouble He shall hide me in His pavilion, in the secret place of His tabernacle He shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, will I do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your service away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God, of my salvation. When my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversary. For false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence, I will have lost out on life. I believe that I see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Verse 14, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, wait on the Lord. We're talking this morning about living an unshakable life. See, I was reading one time about Beethoven and how he began to lose his hearing. And it was really at the height of his career. Can you imagine that? And eventually he became completely deaf. He, he, he saw the legs off of his piano and, and so it was set on the floor so he could feel the vibrations because he didn't want to give up what he was doing. How many know he could have given up very easily? And his symphony number nine, of which he never heard a single note, is one of the best-known works in classical music. He never heard a single note of it. Now, he could have given up and just became a poetic tragedy, but he didn't. He went on to lead an unshakable life. I read about some other people. I like reading sometimes about people's lives. And I think about people like Albert Einstein and Alexander Graham Bell, Leonardo da Vinci, you may have heard of some of these people, Tom Edison, Walt Disney, and even Winston Churchill. All of these people uh, suffered some sort of learning disability when they were young. 
uh, dyslexia and, uh, and other learning disabilities. And do you know that each one of them did poorly in school? They were told they were stupid, talentless, and would never do anything. They were told they were unspeakable, and they would never amount to anything beyond mediocre. But I think that you know they all went on to do some fairly impressive things in their life. They could have believed the negativism and the voices and lived the smallest life and been the smallest version of themselves, but they didn't. They went on to lead unspeakable lives. Robert Einstein once said this. He said, not everything that counts can be counted. And not everything that is counted truly counts. You may say, now what, what does that mean? You know, there are a lot of things that we count. There are a lot of things that we want to achieve in life. And not everything that we want to achieve in life that we think gives us value in life are things that really truly count. And then there are a lot of things in life that really give us satisfaction, value, and fulfillment. And some of those things, you, they can't be counted. You can't measure those things like relationships. Come on, you can't measure the value of a friendship, the value uh, of someone who is always there for you, who loves you no matter what. You can't measure those things. And so God wants us to live this unshakable life. And, you know, these people that I mentioned, I don't know what their beliefs were. I don't know what their convictions were. I don't know what their faith uh, was. But I can tell you this. If these people can live unshakable lives, I offer to you today something that is fail-proof, something that will not fail, and that is the Word of God. Imagine how strong the human will is for people to overcome. Now, imagine if we live in the will of God. The unshakable will and unshakable words of God. We cannot fail. We cannot fall. Can cannot happen. Here's my definition of a person living an unshakable life. A person living an unshakable life is one who builds on the word of God. Come on. They are, they, their life is anchored, they are immovable, and they're indestructible. They build their life on the unshakable word of God. I have a question for you this morning. What are you building your life on? And it doesn't matter your age. You're still building. Until the day you die, you're still building your life. You may be a person who looks back over your life and you say, I've lived a lot of years and I'm done. I'm done building. And guess what? Every breath you take, you're building. You're still building your life. You're still moving forward. And God still has a purpose and a plan for you, and you wouldn't be here. Trust me. And, and if you're young, let me assure you that every word that you speak, every declaration, every decision, every move you make is going into the foundation of your life. You're sowing seeds today for a harvest tomorrow. What are you building your life on? To live this kind of life, it's important to make some unshakable faith declarations. It begins this. What do we believe and what do we say? Because I guarantee you, you say what you believe. Come on. Even if you think, well, in my heart, you know, I really feel this way. But if something's coming out of your mouth, that's really what you believe. Or you wouldn't be saying it. That's what you believe. 
that doubt is coming out of your mouth, but in your heart, you're, you think in your heart, well, in my heart, oh, I really believe God. But you're thinking God, guess what? You have doubt. You believe God. <laughs> Come on. So it's important to make faith declarations. And in this first uh, message in this series, we're going to talk from Psalm, from Psalm 27, verses 1 to 3. And our faith declaration, our first one, is going to be, I will live life strong. I will live life strong. I will live life strong. Let's say that together. I will live life strong. Now, let's say it one more time, but this time, say it like you believe it. Come on. I will live life strong. Come on, I will do it. I'm going to do it. It's our first faith declaration. The strength to live life strong is a supernatural strength that God gives us. Because I want you to think that you can look around in your life and say, well, I'm weak and I always give in, you know, to this sort of temptation. And I've tried to lose weight before. I've tried to stop smoking. I've tried to be nice to people. I've tried to do this and I've tried to do that. And I can't do it. But I want you to know that speaking this declaration is not dependent upon you. That's what we have to realize. We're building our lives on the unspeakable word of God that cannot fail no matter where you are in life. You see, Peter wasn't perfect when he walked on life. He didn't have time to go back down in the in the in the bowels of the boat and say, "Let me get myself together and let me do let me ask for forgiveness and repent for this and that and let me make up with all of my friends. Let me do that. Then I'm going to step out." He just said, "Jesus, can I come?" And Jesus said, "Come on." He walked on the word of God, and if we're able to do that, God will work on us. Or He'll show it to you. He'll show it to you. When we face life's challenges and, and surprises and overwhelming storms that seem to shake the ground that we stand on, we must have these seven unshakable life declarations beginning with the one we're talking about today. Verses 1 through 3 says, uh, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Uh, even when the enemies come against me, even when I'm attacked, come on, guess what? I'm going to remain confident in all of that. The New Living Translation puts it this way. says, the Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? Why should I tremble when evil people come to devour me? When my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. And though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid, even when I'm attacked. I will remain confident. And God never promised that attacks wouldn't come and, or no one would ever come against you. But in the midst of that, in the midst of the storm, you can remain confident. And guess what? It begins with the choice. You don't have to depend on anyone else but God. I don't care. And this is what I love about the Word of God and I love about these faith declarations. Because it doesn't matter the cause that you were given. It doesn't matter what side of the track you grew up on. It doesn't matter how much money your family has or what your family's name is. Come on, it doesn't matter your earthly pedigree. It doesn't matter if you're tall or short, handsome or ugly. Come on. What people might think you're ugly. Come on. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. God is what no respecter when it comes to the unshakable world. But it is a choice by us. It's a choice. I will live life strong. 
this first declaration here, uh, I will live life strong. Listen, I will not faint. I will not be feeble. I will have strength and power greater than average. That's what we're saying. Uh, or greater than what's expected. I will be able to stand firm to sustain any and all attacks. This is what we're saying when we say I will live life strong. I will endure because why? I am established and well fortified in my God. There's the key line to the whole thing. See, if you try to make a declaration in life without the Word of God, that's just arrogant. You're just being arrogant and you're presuming. It's presumptive. But when you make those same declarations and those faith declarations based on the Word of God, it's confidence in His Word because we cannot fail. He's never lost a battle. Come on, you cannot fail. And that's what I would choose to do. It's a choice. You can choose that, or you can choose to live life defeated. You can choose to live life discouraged and depressed and feel sorry for yourself. Well, because this happened, and I don't have any money, and I lost my job. And you, and all those things may have happened, but, you, but it's still a choice. You can choose to live disappointed. You can choose to live life just getting by. Come on. Somebody needs to be tired of just getting by in life. We need to be tired of that. You can live life with regret. You can live life carefully. I just don't know if I'm going to do that or not. I just don't know. You can live life that way. It's a choice. You can live life quietly and invisible. You can choose to do those things, but it's not God's plan for your life. I'm not telling you you won't ever regret doing something or saying something. What we're talking about this morning is how you live life. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to live a life in regret. I don't want to live a life where every day I'm having to apologize and say I'm sorry because of something I said. Come on. I'm not saying, listen, a lot of us need to learn how to say I'm sorry. Come on. We need to learn that. I'm not saying that. Well, I said, I want to live life that way. How about saying you're sorry today and then tomorrow not doing the same thing? It's a choice. Come on. It's a choice for us to say I will live life strong on the word of God. Joseph lived life strong. Come on, he, he had things that came against him. But he stood up in the midst of adversity. Joshua, Caleb, Joel, they lived life strong. Living life strong, and let, that, let that be your God declaration today. The Psalm of David, he said, The Lord is my life, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I want to tell you something this morning. Someone once said that God put the best things on the other side of peace. He put the best things on the other. If we can get through our fears, our victory is there. And our blessings are there. But sometimes we're just too afraid. We need to sit back and let them all come to us on the heat. But God is saying to you, even this morning, get up off the couch, make a faith declaration, and step across the line that we talked about last week, that line of limitation. Let's step across that thing. I know you might be afraid, it might look scary, but step right across that thing because you're stepping out on God's word. If you say, listen, if you fail, it's on Him. If you step on His word, that's on Him. But if you, if you want to make your own declaration inside your own way, then guess what? It's squarely on your shoulders. So look at this verse. David said, what? The Lord is my light. Because he's my light, I don't have to fear. 
Right? Listen, there's something about light. When, when, when light comes into a room, darkness what? Dispels. It has to go away. You know, light and darkness can't be in the same place. It's amazing to me how light works. Darkness, you know one of the things about, uh, uh, that's interesting to me about light is that when, light, when someone turns on the light and it's dark in the room, light doesn't ask if it can come into the room. It doesn't knock, you know. I just want to see if it's okay to come in. Light doesn't even try to push the door open a little bit to see if everybody okay. Are you dressed? So I'm about to come in. Light doesn't do that. You turn on light, boom! Light is there. Darkness is gone right now. They can't be in the same place. They can't occupy the same place together. So when light comes in, bam! Light. I see it. And the Bible says, God is light. So you know when God comes on the scene, bam! It's over. It's done. When God says, no more, that's it. It's done. Why do I serve God? Why do I serve Jesus? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. God is light. And in the beginning, he didn't first say, uh, well, first let me, let, me, let me create the sun so people can see. Let there be light. Boom, he illuminated himself. And there was light. The universe saw. Why? Because God said, let there be light. And it, it was so. There was light. The Lord is my light to lead me out of darkness. That's what he does. So when darkness surrounds you, why would you not go to the Lord? Why would you not build your, build your life on this unthinkable word? He is light. If there's darkness, guess what? There's one solution. Go to God. He's light. Because when he comes in, see, there's darkness. God, light. He says, great. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Light. He is my light to lead me out of darkness. He is my light to direct my path. You know, we've been talking this year. This is, a, this is really a year of focus for us. We, if you haven't done it yet, start focusing in. Don't do everything. Focus. Come on. Let's focus in. God says He is light, and He is the light to direct our path. You want to know which way to go? Which is to come to a fork in the road? Pray, and which one lights up? That'll do it. I guarantee you, He'll light up a path for you. The Lord is my light. He is my light to direct my path. The Lord, some people don't want to hear this, uh, but it's beneficial for us. The Lord is my light to search me and know me and to make me transparent. Now, some don't want to hear that because they say, well, you know, I mean, there's some things, you know, way down in there that I don't want uh, people to know about. God already knows about it, just in case you didn't know it. He, he already knows, so don't, you know, don't get all upset about that. Don't even worry about it. Just, just get that out of the table. Get it over with. He already knows all your deep, dark secrets, all those things that you think about that you would never want anyone to hear or to know that you think about it or something way back there that you don't. If you don't ever want to come up again, you just forgot about God already. He knows all of those things. And he's my life to make me transparent. And in, 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 uh, and in part, for me, that, that brings me to a satisfaction and a peace to know, look, it's out there. You ever been in a situation uh, where, you know, where maybe you said something or something was going on and you had some kind of secret and you didn't want people to know and it just stressed you out, but then finally, maybe the secret got out and no matter what the consequence, at least it's out and, you know, I don't have to be stressed anymore. Well, it's out. So, you know, now you're not stressed anymore. It's that way with God. Don't be stressed anymore. He already knows. Come on. He'll make you transparent to yourself. 
to know that you cannot live an unshakable life without Him. The Lord is my light that reveals the work and the strategy of the devil. And I want to tell you this, the devil has some work and some strategy. The devil has some work and some strategy. But God will reveal them to you. There's, there's things that we go through on our job, in our family. There's things that we go through where we just don't know. Is that, is that something genuine? Is a situation right? I'm not really sure what I need to do. But guess what? God is your light. And He'll reveal all of those strategies. You'll be able to discern to me. You know, and the other person says, Oh, it sounds like me. Yeah, it does sound like that. Mm-mm. No, I, you know, I just know. You know, I feel it. God showed me some things. And you'll be able to discern. He's your light. God is my life, and yet God is my salvation. Salvation, deliverance, rescue. He's my safety. He's my welfare. Lord Jesus, He is my Savior. He's my Redeemer. Come on. He's a restorer of, of life to me. He's my friend, and He's my deliverer. He is my hope. Oh, He is everything to me. He's my future. Jesus can solve any problem. You know, I love it when, uh, you know, young people get into situations, and uh, I don't love it when I was young, get into situations, but, uh, and I, I don't love the situation they're in, but I love it when uh, they think, you know, this is, oh my God, it's just so terrible, you know, this financial situation, or this relationship, or whatever it is, and it's just so, and you know one of the things that I say, I'm not as good a counselor by any means as Jody is. Uh, but the few times I've had an opportunity to kind of mentor someone, one of, one of the first things I'll say, especially the young people, is everything is figureoutable. If you're with the Lord, everything is figureoutable. I don't care what it is. And, and, and I can guarantee you somebody else has been through it. What you're bringing here today, uh, if, you know, you may just have a stick that someone else decided to put down. That's all. You know, it's figureoutable. Start there, and then let's go through it. Now, it may not happen in an hour. It might not happen this week or this year, but let's start on the road. Let's go to God first. Come on, you can do it. He's my salvation. Exodus 15, two says, the Lord is my strength and my soul. He has become my salvation. He is my God. I will praise Him, my Father's God, and I will exalt Him. The Lord is my salvation. And guess what? I will live life strong. The Lord is my strength. He is my strength. He's my constant refuge. Second Samuel 22, 33 says, This God is my strong refuge, and He has made my way blameless. And in Isaiah, listen to what he said. Now watch this. He said, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Not just my right hand, but my righteous right hand will uphold you. Come on. And then the Lord is my confidence. He's my confidence. Psalm 65, 5, by awesome deeds and righteousness, you will answer us, O God, about salvation. You who are the confidence of all the ends of the earth and the far off seas. 
you are my confidence. So you, you, you've been a person, maybe you failed in some things. I don't know, maybe you tried to quit a habit. You know, maybe you, you did good for one whole week, and then you did weekend, you made a bunch of ice cream, and, you know, you fell off the wagon because you're trying to be on the diet, or maybe, you, you know, financially you were doing well, you had everything paid off, and then you pull out the credit card because you just had to have something. I don't know. And you say, well, I can't be confident in myself. And I say this to you. I agree with you 100%. You can't be confident in yourself. The Lord is my confidence. That's why He says, "Come to Me. I've already figured it out. Everything is figured outable, and I've already figured it out." And my presence is the fullness of joy. Is what God is saying. At my right hand, there are pleasures evermore. I have your answers. I know you're looking for answers. You can't figure it out. You looked at your spreadsheet. You looked at the, you know, the document. You looked at all these things. You talked. You're blue in the face with your mind, and you just can't figure it out. Come to me. I am your confidence. First John 5 14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in Him. If we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And we know that He hears us, if He hears us, whatever we ask. Now, listen, this is, this is not some sloppy, uh, you know, prosperity, teaching, whatever it might be. I'm telling you, this is what the Word of God says. And we know that He hears us. Whatever we ask, if He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we've asked for. If we ask according to His will. Come on. He is our confidence. We can live life strong, listen, under attack. It's easy to live life strong when nobody's attacking you. Some of it's easy to live life strong. Come on. Everything's beautiful. No one's mad at you. All your bills are paid off for now. You got food in the cupboard. Kids not mad at you. You not mad at them. They clean the room. Everything. It's a beautiful day. It's a lovely day. I even I ate right today. I mean, it's just you know, I'm living life strong. Yeah, you are living life strong. And then on Tuesday, someone calls about a bill that you forgot about. Your boss says that, you know, they have to make some cutbacks. And your friend uh, reveals that they were mad at you if you didn't realize they were mad at you because they never said that. But come on, all these things begin to come against you. Now, you still say, I live life strong? Yes, you should say, I live life strong. You should say, I live life strong. You need to understand that. We have enemies. We have some enemies. And first of all, you know we have some spiritual enemies. You know, listen, Ephesians says what? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts. Come on. These battles are fought somewhere in the spirit, for us on our knees and in prayer. Come on. Second Corinthians 10, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. So stop warring according to the flesh. Stop pressing and fighting and arguing with people. Stop doing it. It doesn't, it doesn't gain you anything. You need to punch. War room. Come on. Go into the war room. And so we have some spiritual enemies. And guess what? You may not know this, but we have some cultural enemies. <laughs> we have some cultural enemies, folks. I mean, it's out there. I mean, if you haven't looked around today, you know. That we, I don't know there's nothing new under the sun, but I'll tell you what, it just seems like it's bubbling up more and more. We have cultural enemies. And it's ritual. Acts 2.40, and with many other words, he testified in the glory of saying, Be saved, he said, from this perverse generation. Come on, the world. Don't be friends with the world. Don't be, don't be friends. James 4.4, 4, watch this. 
He says, adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world, this is James 4, 4, friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. How many times have we talked about it now that God doesn't have great areas? You can't say, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'll do these things, and you know, I'm friends with the world, but God, you know, I love you, but you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to rip you over here. And God said, you know what? Uh, you know, there's a way that you witness to the world. I mean, Jesus had, he went to Matthew's house, don't get me wrong, come on now. He sat with the sinners, there's a way that you do that. There's a way that you do it. But you know the difference. Come on now. I have to say, you know the difference when you're being friends with the world and you're enjoying and you're fellowshipping with the world because you don't want them to shun you. Come on, somebody. All right, to embarrassing to say that you're a Jesus freak. And so you, you got your feet on both sides of the, of the river. Come on. And Jesus is saying, look, come on. It's either one or the other. You're one or you're either for me or you're against me. I would that you be caught. And guess what? We have human enemies too. What do we do? David said, because of the voice of my enemy in Psalm 55, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they bring down trouble upon me, and in wrath, they hate me. They do hate me. I love you. We do have some human enemies. And we have evil strategies that our enemies bring against us. All these things happen. We do have enemies. Know that. And I'm not saying this for submission, I'm saying this for recognition. That's all. You just need to recognize it. And guess what? We will be attacked. You will be attacked. You'll be attacked by what? You will be attacked by fear. Fear causes wrong expectations. Listen, when we expect failure, we can miss the signs of success altogether. Or we even leave them mistakenly as proof of defeat. When we expect failure. Don't live your life expecting failure. I hate to hear that. I hate to hear that out of my mouth. Come on, I hate to hear that out of people's mouths when they just expect failure. Yeah, I'm a child, but you know, I, I just don't know that it's going to work. But you're expecting to fail. Expect to win. You, you know you're going to be attacked. You're going to be attacked by fear. You're going to be attacked by stronger. I, I don't know if you know this or not, but not everybody likes you. I know people in here, you are like, I like you. I love you very much. And I'm sad to say, and I don't understand why they wouldn't, but not everybody loves you. So, so you'll be attacked. You'll be attacked by feelings of being overwhelmed. Anybody ever had an anxiety attack? Don't raise your hand. If you ever, you ever just been anxious about something, interview, whatever it might be, you ever get anxious in your life? We'll, we'll be attacked by feelings of being overwhelmed. We'll be attacked by pessimism. I mean, if pessimism will affect us, you know, it, it's going to happen. There's going to be times when you, oh, I just don't know if we can do that or not. And it probably won't happen. I doubt it. I doubt it. It's going to happen. We'll be attacked by these things. But guess what? You have enemies. You will be attacked. But we will not be defeated. Because David said, when my enemies came against me, they stumbled and fell. Bring it on. They stumbled and fell. Those bullies, come on. They fell flat on their faces when they were trying to come against me because I was in the Word of God. I was solid in the Word of God. They will be defeated. They'll be unable to carry out their evil plan. Yeah, they have an evil plan. 
But David said, my enemies and those who hate me attack me, but they are overwhelmed and defeated. Deuteronomy 7, 23, but the Lord your God. Now watch this, man. Listen to this. Deuteronomy chapter 7. If you have your Bible, go to Deuteronomy, because I want you to see this. Deuteronomy chapter 7. I want you to see this because, uh, you know, most, most of us, if you're, if you're like me at all, uh, most of us would prefer to be able to pray and say, Lord, you know, get rid of my enemies, just send them away. I don't want to see them anymore, right? That type of thing. You know, keep coming against me. Just do something to them. You know, make them fall and hit their head on a brick or something. And uh, I, I just don't want to see them anymore. I just don't want to see my enemies anymore. But watch what he says. It, it, you dare and get around in chapter 7. Watch what he says. Look down at verse 23. This is what he says. It says, But the Lord your God will deliver them over to you, and will inflict defeat upon them until they are destroyed. Look at the first part of the verse. But the Lord your God, God just doesn't send your enemies away. The Lord your God will deliver them over to you. Well, what does that mean? You say, well, okay, what does that mean? That means that when your enemy comes against you, has a scheme that calls to come against you, not only will that enemy not be successful, but God will deliver that enemy over to you, and you'll be able to use that as a stepping stone to get success. And so when your enemy comes against you, you can say, thank you for coming against me, because now I can step right on top of that, and because of you, I'm successful. Come on, somebody. He will deliver them into your hands. Not just send them away. I mean, that's embarrassing if you're an enemy. Come on, I came against you, and now I come against you to destroy you, but instead God delivered me into your hands, and now you're even more successful because I came against you. That's the way God rolls. Come on, somebody. That's what he does. Judges 6, 16, and the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat your enemies. Now listen, here's, I want to give you just some front declarations uh, for this, I will live life strong. My living life strong declaration. First of all, I will live life strong in the power of God's might and strength. Don't try to live life strong in your own strength. Because you'll fail, and when you fail, you'll be discouraged. And when you're discouraged, you'll quit. Come on, it's, it's true. You're, if you try to live life in your own strength, you will fail. Ephesians, Paul says this, Ephesians 16, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Power of His might. Suddenly, I will live strong in my seasons of weakness, but when I am weak, then I am strong. I want to tell you this, there will be some seasons of weakness that you'll have. There will be some seasons of weakness, but guess what? You can still live life strong. I will live life strong because greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. God doesn't say, I will live strong because I know God is for me and not against me. God said, I love you. I am for you, not against you. I will live strong because I am this way, more than a conqueror. I'm not just a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm telling you, this is the way God does above and beyond. I'm more. That's why he brings your enemies to you and delivers them to you. Because you're more, you don't just copy your enemies and they go away. You're more than a people. You use that situation and your enemies to get to where God wants you to go. Come on. And then finally, I will live life strong because I affirm this. God is He who says He is. A man who God says I am. God can do what He says He can do. 
I can be what God says I can be. God has what He says He has, and I have what God says I have. Say that with me together. One, two, three, God. God is who He says He is. I am who God says I am. God can do what He says He can do. I can do what God says I can do. God has what He says He has. And I have what God says I have. Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe that? Give God a shout of praise.